24 hours, seven days a week. Akron, Canton, Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, and worldwide. There's no words on He loves betraying people. He gets off on it. He's committed. Fight it and we'll do it live. I don't like him putting chemicals in the water to turn the friggin' frogs gay. If you're a new listener, just type in Pentagon tested gay bomb on Iraq. They considered, they didn't consider using it. They've used it on our troops. And welcome, oh my God. Yeah, I grabbed that a little aggressively. And welcome to your long ride home. I'm your host, Michael Long. Joining me here in studio is the one and only Cornelius Hennessy. Uh, we over there. We have Kara, the intern, and up in the corner of shame, we have Dave, mm-hmm. who's joining us for the entire show, just staring at us judgmentally. Someone should call his his store and let him know, like, hey, they got a picture of you up on that little podcast, mommy's basement. Yeah. Huh. Mommy's big. Hey, so uh, I can hear an echo still, but it sounds more refined. Yeah, yeah, it does sound better. It sounds like uh, we're in like a hall or something, <laughs> not in Mommy's basement. But, uh, yeah. What's going on? Oh, you know, just another day in the neighborhood. Okay, Mr. Rogers. I am Mr. Rogers. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, before we do that, oh, that's loud. That is loud. That is loud. Wow, that is loud. Dave's Donner, anything? Can I help you? Yes. Um, I was just calling to let you guys know that that little podcast that talks about Dave all the time has a picture of him up on it today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just right up I'm on the sure corner. He knows it. It's it, it, unbelievable. It, it. A bunch of snowflakes that those podcasters yep. are. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, just a picture of Dave right up there in the corner of their screen for anyone to see the entire live stream. They've had a picture of him up so far. Okay. So ridiculous. Yeah. Bunch of snowflakes you out there. You don't like him, just don't come in a store, man. Yeah, I don't that's, know. that's what I'm saying. I mean, he runs a tight business. Yes, he does. It's just unbelievable. I've known him for over 40 years. Wow. Yeah. So you knew him through the bad times and the good then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's just, it's just ridiculous. These snowflakes would do this, trying to ruin a good man's name. Yeah. I mean, he's come a long way. He used to sell nothing but used stuff. Okay. I mean, that's how long I've known Dave. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, so. right. I mean, you know, we all know he used to be, you know, a drug addict and all that. And look where he is now. That's right. That's right. You know, he went from, you know, shooting needles to, to selling high end quality merchandise. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm proud of him. I'm real proud of him. I am, too. Are a lot of people come in and ask me, am I his mom? I'm like, no, I'd have to be 10 years old to have Dave. Yeah. Well. Well, I, I just want to call and let you guys know what them snowflakes are up to, because this is just okay. ridiculous. All right. I'll let Sharon know when she comes back in. All right. Yeah, they're up live right now. So, I mean, it's just yeah. it's ridiculous. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh a bunch you. of snowflakes, man. Those they just have his picture up on the live stream. You know, he went from <laughs> shooting up with needles to selling high-end merchandise. How oh. did you keep a straight face? I don't know. I just a couple times I had to turn away from the mic because I felt like I was about to lose it. Especially she said people said to her, Oh my god, lady, if people think you're Dave's mom, how old do you look? Like, Jesus Christ. I thought she was really getting ready to spill the beans. Oh, she was like, no, I was ready for some. She was like, I was ready for her to be like, yeah, he went from like raping his daughter every night to running a successful business. That's what I wanted to hear. That's yeah. a juicy allegedly, detail. Well, not allegedly. That, right. we're not I'm just saying that's what I would like to hear that have happened. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not making. Get all the juicy you know. details about him on our show. Yeah, just said. He knows I said snowflake like twenty times. Yeah, because I wanted her to believe that I was really one of their followers. So I felt like that's what drives it in. Oh, I'm sure he already knows. Yeah, I'm sure he already knows. He knows everything. All all knowing Dave. Last time he was injecting into his arm, he he had a vision that this podcast. (sighs) Yeah. Oh my God, we need a. Just, just, just an old school. Dave doesn't own a painting, but he's old as lions, so and he's got a lawyer. Dave doesn't own a painting, though he does own it, but he's trying to sell it. If anybody wants to play that, I have a DMCA on that. Yeah. So yeah. don't, uh, don't try to, don't try to use that. It's not for fair use. He wants a five cent cut every time. That was you, wasn't it? I don't know. No, it was Johnny Stanknuts. Johnny Stanknuts. I thought it was Stanko. Uh, he he changes his name. Oh, you know, okay. you know. Yeah, just it's not even he has warrants. It's, it's not even his real name. So, uh, yeah. So, um, there was a massacre, a crime committed on Wednesday night hmm. in Cuyahoga Falls. Really? As I was screwed, like Brett Hall and Mo- Brett Hall, Brett Hart in Montreal. Huh. But it is what it is. I thought you liked getting screwed. Well, not in this way. Not by the people that screwed me there. They weren't you. Uh, you know what? I, I didn't make it in the top 10 at the uh, competition. How many people were there? 11? <laughs> <laughs> now, there's like 20. I think like 22. Okay. So one of the guys, two of the guys that made it, like even on stage in the middle of their set, they're like, oh, wow, this is going really bad. And they were apparently better than me, if that makes sense. Hmm. You know, so obviously it wasn't about, you know, if you were good at what you did or not. It was uh, more about. Well, you're you're exposing these clubs. Oh, well. So, you know what? Hey, have a real competition. Don't don't jerry the competition. You're you're exposing them. So that's why you're 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 blackballed in the 
Oh, well. oh, man, what would I do without Akron comedy? No, I mean, and you know what? I love the comedy scene. And I mean, the comedy scene here in Akron and Cleveland, uh, full of some great people. But I'm just like, you know what? I mean, if you're going to have a competition, have a legit competition. Mm. You know, and, and, and like, it doesn't bother me uh, because whatever. Like, I still got radio. I'm cool. I don't care. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, I feel bad for like comedian, like new comedians that are really killing it. And, you know, having great material, having great sets, and then something like that happens and they lose all, you know. I don't want to see Somebody people get, that could actually make it in comedy. Get shut down because. Give they, it up because, you know, because, I mean, not nine out of ten comedians have, you know, mental problems. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're depressed or whatever. That's, yeah, you know, so I would hate to see someone that could have a huge career in comedy or a, a good career in comedy. What is going on over there? She's hunting rabbits. Oh, she's, she's spitting on oh. camera. Ooh, we gotta sell this. You should footage. probably swallow. I'm upload yeah. this to the to that one. What's that website? Pornhub. No. Oh, oh, you want to upload it to OnlyFans? Mm -hmm. yeah. Sounds like fun. I should yeah. start an OnlyFans. This your finger's gonna get tired. I know. Um, but yeah, so you know, I just, I, I don't. It just sucks for comedians that really have a chance. Yeah. And they feel like, oh, my God, you know, that, that that competition because of, you know, whatever makes them lose or doubt themselves and they give it up or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I didn't care. Whatever. I got something to fall back on. And I in comedy. I mean, everywhere else I've, you know, done comedy, I've gotten nothing but great. Review. And even that, I mean, that night as I was walking out after my set to go have a cigarette, everyone stopped me like, oh, you killed it. You killed it. You killed it. Yeah, you know they weren't saying that to Tommy Rocker, who somehow was in the top ten, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, his wife even told me she, I was, you know, her favorite comedian. Mm. But, but I made the top ten. Yeah. Um. So I'm not even gonna play that set from. You know, usually I play my set on the week of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gonna do. I'm really mad that I forgot to start recording. Oh. Oh well, we got the video. What? Oh, do we? Go. Oh yeah, it's on our live stream. It went through. It's on the live stream. Yeah. Cool. See what I did is the, the one I usually plug in my laptop or my iPad, I just plugged into these lines. Oh. So now every so that way we can use that to call people and they can hear. Oh. Yeah. So that went that went over the air then. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone Good. watching and listening heard that. Great. That was amazing. Great. I should oh my God, I should have you call in your voice and then say you know these guys in their radio show have Dave's picture up on. Yeah, we'll give it some time. Yeah, or have Kara because she's a female. Yeah, they've never heard. Oh yeah, yeah. Have Kara be like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that this little radio show in Akron has Dave's picture up on their live stream. Because yeah. it'd be a female voice, so they, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be. I mean, you want to do this after the break? Yeah, we may. Yeah, maybe we'll do well, that. Now you're now you're, now you're spilling the beans. What if what right. if they're watching? Oh, they're yeah, expecting they it watching. now. Wow. Yeah. Wait, way to go, Kara. We're supposed to be having private conversations. Yeah, these are private conversations on the radio, Kara. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Have lady for everything. Yes. Oh, my God. I still got the We Are Live. We're live right now. Are we? It says we're live at 4 o'clock. It's after 4 o'clock. If you can't put two and two together, you probably shouldn't be operating a radio. Mm -hmm. uh, but so, so I'm not going to play my set from Wednesday. You know, I thought it was a good set, but I will play. I last night I was in a another co competition at Bar Seventeen mm. up in Cleveland. What happened to one through sixteen? 
I, I think they shut down because of COVID. So bar mm. 17 is the last one standing. Mm. Did they um, help and puff and blow the house down? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so it was another competition. I came in second place on this one. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I should have won, but whatever. Some of the vote, some of the people that have, like, okay. So the rules for this competition was, uh, the, it was by audience vote. They gave all the audience a piece of paper. You write and you had to write down two comedians, your first place and your second place pick. Mm-hmm. Um, some people in the audience wrote my name down twice. That disqualified their vote. Mm. So it's cool though. I came in second place. I'm happy with that. You know, I, the the lady that did win, she was well deserving of winning. Uh, so you know, kudos to her. I have no problem coming in second to her. Mm. Uh, she was hilarious. So I give it up to her. She did a great job. Uh, but let's go ahead and play my set from yesterday, mm. last night. Okay, maybe not because that audio is really bad. Mm. So who out there is married? Right here. Hey, yeah, I am so sorry. I am right there with you on that painful thing. Uh, has anyone entered that period of their marriage where they're no longer having sex? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually skinny when I first got with my husband, uh, but at this point, as you can tell, that ain't the case anymore. Uh, what I found out is it is actually scientifically proven. Uh, once you stop eating ass, you start eating your feelings, and that's how I got to this size. Uh, you know, me and my husband complement each other well. Uh, we're totally opposite, though. I'm 34, he's 23. Uh, I know, thank you. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was happy about two Prince Hansen showed up. Uh, no, I mean, it's great. You know, we got together when he was 19. Uh, so at that time, I could buy the alcohol. So use me for that. Um, at this point, I mean, I made it so his insurance is cheaper, and I'm the one that can rent a car. As soon as he turns 25, I have nothing left to offer on uh, So I'm starting already looking for the next one. Uh, taking applications from the back. Just um, I had a thing for black guys, though. So if you're white, don't even apply. Uh, at this point, I've had more black guys than me in the welfare office. Uh, so, uh, don't go to say work there. Don't say work there. <laughs> that is actually a myth. That's a stereotype. We all know black people do not go to the welfare office. They send their white baby mamas because they have warrants. Uh, oh. so we can't do that. But it works great. My, like I said, my husband's black. I'm white. When we go in the store, the cops will watch him. I can sneak out with the new shoes. It's perfect. Uh, when the cops do show up, I give them something to hide behind. Uh, so it, it works perfect. Uh, my mom is really pissed that I uh, like black guys, which is part of the reason I do it. Uh, the other part is I don't like having good credit. So, uh, so she sent me to uh, she sent me to the church to try to pray the gay away at some point, and it did not work at all. I mean, when you have me on my knees in front of a guy with a six pack 
wearing a loincloth, and he has two extra holes. Come on, <laughs> he's running wild. And it, it's even worse if you know the Catholics walk around with anal beads on their wrist all the time. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to do? And then on Sundays they expect you to eat another man, and they call it communion. <laughs> I mean, how much gayer can you get? Uh, what if you get the penis? Like, if you eat Jesus's penis, are you gay or are you anointed? How's, it, how's that work out? I mean, honestly, though, I mean, if you don't get the penis in communion, the priest will definitely give it to you in the back. So it all works out perfect right there. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's horrible. I know. Religion jokes are bad, but it works out. I, I'm not religious at all because of that. You know, when you have Catholics telling you you're going to go to hell your whole life for being gay, it kind of turns you away from it. Uh, but then I started thinking, like, that really isn't a bad idea of all the gay people are in hell. How amazing would that be? First of all, it's going to have the best drugs. Everything's going to be coordinated. The, the carpet is definitely going to match the flames. Um, but who is it worse for? Is it, like, worse for Satan? Or is it worse for the gays? Because, I mean, gays are bitchy. Trust me, I married one. I know. Uh, you know, I can imagine, you know, Satan just sitting down there trying to watch the football game. Uh, most likely the Steelers, because that would be Satan's favorite team. That would be Satan's favorite team. Uh, you know, and he's sending his drink down and just some gay running up like, Satan, use a coaster. Come on, you're going to get rings on the table. So... Uh, but it's kind of crazy, though, because Pride was in June, and on July 1st, everyone took down their rainbow shit automatically. Like, as soon as midnight hit, all the rainbow shit came down. People that had their Christmas decorations up till March took their rainbows down on July 1st. It was crazy. Even the stores, like Target, you go to the clearance section, you'll still see a whole bunch of Christmas stuff. You go there, you see nothing from Pride. It's like, as soon as July 1st, you're like, all right. Get rid of all the fag shit. We gotta get that out of here. And it's alright, because I can say that word because I married one. And I know what you're thinking, if you married one, doesn't that make you one? And no, that is not true, because there's levels to this shit. Alright, and I'm like a Pokemon master at this point, because I've caught them all. Herpes, hepatitis, you know, he's still a level one fag. Uh, he's only got gonorrhea so far, so he's still working his way up there, but I'm trying to catch him up before he leaves me. <laughs> so, all right, but that was my time, I believe. Uh, Michael Long and I. So, yeah, yeah that was uh, last night's set, mm. uh, which I like. And you made it out of the club. Yeah, yeah, and it was mostly black people in the club, so mm. it was amazing. Uh, one of the girls from the school. Uh, quite a few of my students came out to uh, support uh, me. Are those the ones that put Michael Long twice? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They want a double. Yeah, <laughs> they want a double extra credit. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's funny, though, because like there's a few comedians that came out to me like, what's your name again? And I tell it to when they'd write my name down on their their voting piece of paper. I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel good about myself now. So. You snuck in that I married one the second time it hit. Yeah. Like the first time, people were like, mm. I don't think they were catching on. Right. And, and the second time, second they're, like, time oh, they're like, oh, I get it now. Get it now.
I get it now. So yeah, that was a uh, good fun. That was at bar 17. Uh, that was for the eargasm, uh, comedy network. Uh, awesome people. Check them out on Facebook. Check out the eargasm. Uh, just type in eargasm. I'm sure it'll pop up. I can't remember their yeah. official and- entire name. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, type in Eargasm on Facebook and, what, what and give them a follow. What is that again? Eargasm. What? Eargasm. Like like an orgasm. With your with, ear. But with your, your hearing. Yeah. Like you hear the orgasm. Mm. It's really creepy that Dave just keeps staring at me like that. Yeah. I feel like he's going to touch me. And like maybe he heard my Catholic priest joke and he's like, oh, I just became ordained. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you know it's awesome that you could touch on religion and you don't have a bunch of people offended. That was awesome. Mm. It's really cool. Well, you're at a comedy uh, club. Yeah, exactly. But I, you, that doesn't matter anymore. I know, you know it don't matter anymore. Yeah, stuff. all that people, BS. People think it doesn't exist, and it's like oh, yeah, sure it it's it's there. You know, and, and you know what? And the people that do get offended are the people that the the stuff doesn't affect. Like it, like when you make fun of black people, it's a bunch of skinny white bitches that get offended. Well, yeah, but they—that's because they have inside knowledge of that's black true. people. That's true. So, Kara can testify to that. Yes, I testify, can. my brother. Oh, testify, no, wrong wrestler, not D'Lo. I was thinking of Devon. Yeah, yeah. Um, did did Scott ever get back to you? Who? Scott. Scott yeah. Schwartz. I got. I mean, I got his. Uh... Are we calling him then at five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we got uh, Scott Swartz, who was in a Christmas story, um, and he was in the movie Toys with, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God, Richard Pryor. Mm. Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason. Uh, so he's going to be on the show today at 5 o'clock. We're going to give him a little ring ding a ding You know how crazy it was? Last week during our break, I played Bismarcky, mm-hmm. uh, Just a Friend. And then literally like a half hour after we got off the show, uh, the news came out that he passed mm. away. I killed Biz Markey last week. Mm. I feel really bad for that. I didn't know how, you know, because he was he was a one-hit wonder. Uh, Just a Friend was really the only song he ever had that people recognized. Right. People acknowledged. Um, but I didn't notice like until the tributes and stuff. He was really influential in the uh, industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Quest Love from the Roots put out a big old, you know, message about it um, and talk about how, you know, he Bismarck, he inspired him and helped him along in his careers. So, and I didn't know. I thought he was just like a guy that made one hit and then kind of fell off and he did a Everyone cameo. Everyone knows who Bismarck is. Like, right. whether or not you even, you even know, like, he's like a household name, even though, like, he really didn't have Right, he just had that lot one hits. hit. Yeah. Baby, you. you know, there are a lot of celebrities that do one hit. And... Yeah, <laughs> he did a cameo on Empire a few seasons ago. Mm. So he he's seen his one hit on Empire. Was Empire the, the record label? Jesse Smollett, Smollett, where he uh, you know, the the show he got beat up by a Trump supporter. Oh <laughs> yeah, filming. Oh my god. I was, wow, I think it was uh, Dave Chappelle was talking yeah, about yeah. that. And he's like, because he said they beat him up and or they and, came and up to him and like, are you the black faggot from Empire? And he's like, look, if they're Trump supporters, they ain't watching Empire. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good times. It's um, got that guy that always plays bad guys, like in everything, right? Like, um, I never watched it because I'm a Trump supporter. So, <laughs> yeah, and I never watched it. Uh 
I'm talking about Terrence Howard? Probably. Maybe. He was the original guy to play um uh Rhodes, uh whatever his name is, Steve Rhodes or whatever mm. from uh, oh not Steve Rhodes. Uh whatever. The, the guy that ends up being uh Iron whatever. Mike Tyson? No. In the Avenger movies. Iron Man and then James Rhodes, I think was his mm. name. The guy that, I don't know. Anyways, you got the, me all mixed up. The guy now. that John, Don Cheadle ended up playing hmm. uh, was originally in the first Iron Man movie was played by uh, Terrence Howard. Don Cheadle, he was in something recently too, Space wasn't he? Jam. Yeah. yeah, a new legacy. A new legacy. A new legacy. Did you get a chance to watch that? Uh, depends on who's asking. Yeah, yeah he didn't. I knew you weren't going to. I, I well, well, you can't. I say thought that. you were going to seduce some girl to come over and watch it with you. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, they were, yeah, it didn't happen. I, I watched it. I mean, it's a kids movie. Yeah. If you go and expect, well, that's like, what everyone's saying. Was like, it's like for a kids movie, it's 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 a good movie. But right. a lot of people were just like tearing it up. Even if, see, I'll be the first to admit it. How I love, I love the original Space Jam. All right, mm-hmm. but like that's because every time I watch it, I'm wearing my nostalgia glasses. Right, and because uh, it really isn't that great of a movie, really. I mean, it was like kind of, I can't say prime Looney Tunes. Right. But uh, yeah, I definitely wear my nostalgia. But it wasn't that great of a movie. It's just came out at the right time. Michael Jordan was the biggest thing ever. He was the biggest superstar, biggest athlete in the country back in 96. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all just wear our nostalgia glasses. It's not that Mm -hmm. great of a movie. Like, it's a good movie and I love it. But on paper, it's just not. It's not all that. And like, people won't forget that. And, I, and a lot of people won't admit that they're wearing. Because think of a lot of the stuff that we are all just clamor over in the 90s. And it's like, we just we just were in our feelings about it. It wasn't even that good. Right. Like, in general, like a lot of the 90s trends. Like me, like I love, like how inconvenient I can collect movies. Like how inconvenient is it I have to put a disc into a drive now? I have to get up off my ass and put a disc into a drive. Mm-hmm. When I could just hit one button and stream it. Exactly. But like, I love holding things, collecting things, having them in my hand, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, just clicking play on your, you sit your ass on the couch and hit, you know, hit play. You could even, you don't even have to type anymore. Like, right. Play Space Jam. And next thing you know, boom, boom, shakalaka, it's there. It's like, so convenient but yeah gel pens remember gel pens oh god was, yes everyone wanted gel pens like what was thing. what was so freaking cool about you know what pens? i wanted when i was a kid i wanted the pencil or the the crayon box that had the sharpener, the sharpener and you, yeah we um, got we got crayons at home the and, crayons at home rose art <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like but you the only way you got the the crayon sharpener is if you buy like the, the 64, 64 crayon. yeah like there isn't even 64 goddamn colors in the world they started making colors up like uh arrest warrant black and like <laughs> right oh my god privileged white <laughs> yeah i just wanted to be able to make beats with both hands with the pencils yeah i can only use one well, with that's, my right hand. yeah well, hi get a little more ambidextrous shall you uh, you know what? Hello, else? hello. Okay, I'm just testing something out. Roger that. Uh, so what else? Uh, what else? I, I just I don't, we're kind of going off on a tangent, but whatever. But like gel pens, you remember ge- like the, the beads? Everyone made like geckos and stuff with beads. Mm-hmm. And like every time you go to garage sale, everyone 
the kids were all selling them and it was like the biggest thing to have a gecko keychain like i had a keychain i didn't have no freaking keys my parents weren't giving me a key to the house for me to lose it when i was that age i was walking around with just a look at my keychain with nothing on it <laughs> you put it on your backpack yeah my sperm are fantastic nice yeah now i'm testing out i'm thinking uh we may have to call him back with uh howard maybe have mm. howard talk to him i think that might not be a hmm mm. I think they'll catch on to that. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Eventually. I can't believe. Well, I can't believe they didn't recognize you. I can't wait to listen back to that. It's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be good times. I'm surprised we didn't get more, uh, more you know, the boycott group, I'm sure. Yeah. they are watching. If not, they missed a great moment. Yeah. So. Great moment in great moment Long in ride radio history. history. We've, been, uh, we've been going uh, for a while now. Almost a year. Yeah. You know what's coming up? August 19th. We're going to get roasted. Whoa, wow. You always yelling and bitching at everyone else. I know. For being I was loud trying to see something you're... else, but that didn't work. Oh, uh, yeah. So, August 19th at Pharmacy Bar and Grill in West Akron, the Highland Square area. It is going to be a long roast home, as myself and Cornelius will be the uh, men of the hour. For a very special roast celebrating the we, um, one year anniversary of Lawn Ride Home. Very loosely, men of the hour. Yeah. Um, you like it in the butt. So that, is that makes true. you less. You of like a man. it in the front. So yeah. you like to get titty bangs. So yeah. yeah. I mean, we're even there. Yeah. Um, but so far, we have uh, two comedians that have been on the show in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, Cameron Vanderhurst is going to join us for the roast, and Alexa. Is going to join us for the mm. roast, uh, which she placed the top ten this past Wednesday. Really? So she had a great set, dynamite set. Uh, mm. Alexa is, is absolutely hysterical. Can I roast? Uh, we don't know. We're not going to. We don't know where. You it's might not a pig roast. It's it's a comedy Are roast. You sure, it's not a pig roast. I don't know. That sounds well, good. With though. us being on the show, we should have a big pig and roasted in the yeah. back. But then we would we would never be on stage. Yeah. We'd be stuck in the back. Yeah. The why don't we just show up with apples in our mouth? That'd be kind of sweet. Yeah. All right. So those are probably conversations we should have. Outside. Yeah. We probably shouldn't have those right on the air. Yeah, like, we hey, we, we should want... do this to surprise the audience. What do you think, audience? Um, yeah. I've been trying to not recruit people necessarily, but trying to get recruit people to come out because it's free admission. Oh, the closet? No, I would have done that in June. Oh, it was okay. last month. Oh, okay. Last but, month was gay pride. This is long pride. Yeah, next month is long. Oh, no. oh yeah, well, we're close enough. Yeah, long pride lasts for two months. Yeah, we should go to the shooting range. Well, it's called long. Yeah, we should. It's a good place to be. Uh, I got a friend. Uh, my friend Jay works there. Mm. Um, I've been wanting to go. <laughs> <laughs> Over the head. <sighs> yeah, I'm. Okay. Kara, she doesn't. She doesn't uh, chime in often, but when she does. Hilarity will ensue. Absolutely. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> People were anticipating that. Uh, like, oh, back to blue updates back. No, I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet lately. I know. It's been a Is, while. Did he retire from the force or is he still he out there? Have. I think he may have uh, been put on desk duty because mm. uh, he had a few um, shootings that are questionable. Oh. Uh. And a couple bombings too, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, the last time yeah. we had on was pretty loud. Yeah, yeah, he's had machine guns, which I didn't even think were, you know. Yeah, those aren't even like uh, 
proper right i don't think think that's our standard issue right i don't think those are uh department approved but yeah he had one yeah maybe he got it from kelly maybe maybe heard he's got a lots of machine guns okay um but yeah so august 19th we're gonna be at pharmacy bar and grill uh lex is gonna be there uh can i wanted to get michael uh there not me but michael copenhaver Mm -hmm. who is a friend of the show he's he's, actually co-host of the show one time yeah is he uh he'll be he'll be in colorado oh come on come on he needs to he needs to film something out oh yeah we should we should have have him film like you know you watch award shows and they're tuned in or they're if not we're just doing an in memoriam segment for Mm -hmm. him and just act like he's dead in long ride home canon the character of michael copenhaver is dead (laughs) but like six months from now we'll bring his twin brother derek copenhaver 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 wow he's onto the show I know. That's why. That's the real reason he. he just, ain't call be in just call him Copenhagen. Just call him Chew. Just be like, hey, let me get a, let me get a, some tin of, tin of Copenhagen. Uh, that's the real reason. I can't get his last name right. That's the real reason he won't be coming. He um, won't be in Colorado. He'll be out at home eating. Cheetos. He'll be on Colorado Avenue. Right. He'll be at home eating Cheetos, watching the Home Shopping Network. Yeah. That's a. That's a shame. Well, well, I thought maybe. We could uh we could uh, get him there, but you know maybe next time. Yeah, next time definitely. I mean, you know, he's doing big things in his career. His career is really going. And the Sid Haig um, look like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not doing comedy anymore. He's just doing conventions as Sid Haig. <laughs> you're, uh, you're back. Wow, wow. rose you from the dead, Rob yeah. Zombie. Really? Or wait, are you just Rob Zombie's wife playing Sid Haig? Oh, oh, oh. Did he give you that part too? Like, look, Sid Haig died, honey. I'm gonna need you to play all his parts. Listen, um, we're doing four from we're, we're doing four from hell, and you're gonna return, and you're you're gonna have to play baby and, and Spalding. Yeah, he's gonna have to do it. But I I know you can. I am so. I really want to know what they're gonna do with this monsters thing. I do too. You know, see, uh, Kevin Nash wants to play Herman yeah. Monster, which I think would fit. I don't. I don't know if they have casting done. I know that right. Know. Last I knew, because I follow Sherry, because even though she's kind of annoying, um, she's attractive for an old lady. She's always been attractive yeah. to me. Uh, I don't know why you're piping in, but attracted to you? I thought you no. said she's always been attracted to you. I was agreeing with that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, they're they're doing uh, filming locations. I believe they were looking for filming locations, and they're. It's going to be interesting, but do they go? It's Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Now I know that some of the other movies that people didn't like of his. He had his hands tied behind his back, couldn't really do what he wanted to do. But he's a huge Monsters fan. Oh yeah, huge. he's a huge anything horror fan. Yeah, he's huge, huge Monster fan. So I'm thinking he can't mess this up, right? You would think not. He can't. Does he go family friendly? Does he make the oh, monsters white trash? Friendly, like everything else. That I he think does? he. I think he sends it even darker than you know. Because hey, the the show is really lighthearted, yeah. it wasn't really dark. Yeah, I I bet he goes dark with it. But he's got he's got to like. I, I, there's gonna be a lot of people. I guess anyone that like grew up with monsters. Because I didn't grow up. Is with it gonna monsters, be a TV obviously. show or a movie? Oh, it's gonna be a movie, a feature okay. film. Okay. Um, I don't know what he's gonna do though. Hmm. I'm interested in and in seeing what he does. Does he does he make it a? I mean, does he make it a PG-13 movie? Does he make it R-rated? I mean, can he? Does he want to show that he can do? Because it's family it's a, i don't want to say he has to stick to family friendly but i mean he has to stick to some kind oh, something traditional you were wrong he has done casting 
And I actually, <clears throat> you know, well, we, we know we already know there's at least one person we, casted. We, we, we uh, oh, you know what? I did hear that there was you, some casting. You, you know, me and Rob Zombie go way back. Yeah. Um, and he actually sent me the intro to the movie. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and play that. Okay. Uh, and then it tells you in the intro who the cast is. It's a very old school intro. I, okay. I like how Let he me did see that. This. Let me see this. So, it's really loud. Let me get yeah, that down. Mute that, a bit. Bit. Mute that down. The Monsters of Rob Zombie Film, starring Sherry Moon Zombie as Herman Monster. Also starring Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily. I believe Sherry Moon actually is Guest starring as Grandpa Monster is Sherry Moon Zombie. I don't think so. We're not playing the video. Oh, and as their niece Marilyn is uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, featuring Sherry Moon Zombie as Eddie Munster. <laughs> the Monsters was filmed in front of a live zombie audience. Yeah, so there you go. There's the opening There's of the, the new Rob There's Zombie. The answers to all my questions. Yeah, they're I, done casting. I am so excited, man. I, I mean, I, I love the monsters growing up. There's one of my favorite well, shows on thing. Nick at so, Night. Yeah, Nick at Night. So, right. like, we didn't, we inheritedly grew up. We grew with, up with the monsters we, without we, growing up with the monsters. Yeah. 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 But Dave looks like he could play uh, Herman. Not even, no. He looks like he could play like a distant relative, like face melt monster. Oh. Look at his face. It looks like it's melting off his skull. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm kind of freaking myself out uh, by keeping that picture up. Yeah. You think he's like a, it's a video call? <laughs> yeah, right. He's FaceTiming us right now. And we don't even know it. <laughs> Dave's down near anything. This is Michael. How can I help you? Maybe I can go in there. So I wonder if I walk in there, if he'd notice me. They didn't notice my voice. Well, she was old. She probably didn't. Yeah. Probably didn't know anything. Should have called. I should have called as an old lady. Hello, these are snowflakes. Not one of them computer machines. They got Dave's picture up. I tried to click on it to make it go away, but it just stayed there. Yes. I think Do you guys have any of them there crack pipes left? Them smoking utensils? <laughs> you got any of them decorations that I could smoke my crack out of? Any vases I can put my flower in? <laughs> Fucking grandma's boy. <laughs> I found your vase. Huh. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So good old Dave. He just has everyone pissed at him. Mm -hmm. I love his rants though, so it's it's worth it. Yeah. Oh my god, we'll probably be talked about tomorrow. No, we don't say that. It's not gonna oh, happen. Yeah. Damn. Edit that out. Yeah. Edit oh. that out live. Where's yeah. our where's our uh, reject button? <clears throat> A dump button. Yeah, dump button. I, I, the only dump I see around here is the one someone took on that chair. Huh. Oh, that's the intern. Never mind. Whoa. Oh, she ain't even paying attention. She's too buried in her phone. Yeah. Are you watching porn or what? She is. She's watching porn. I have a porn addiction. You are no True Life. Is there. True Life. I have a porn addiction. True Life. I know someone that was on True Life. They were on True Life. Like, I have a secret life or whatever because he was had a girlfriend but he was also like baning guys uh, and now he's like a big time club promoter like he took that 15 minutes of fame of true life and like 
ran with it. Oh, it, was, it was like all. it was like 15 years ago, and he's still like that's his profile as featured on True Life. You're like, what the hell is True Life? Yeah, no, the, like general our Generation X is like yeah, Z or millennials. I don't know, man. They're all I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's considered what anymore. I, yeah, there's like a new every. every time I don't even know like, what I am. They're like for anyone Generation A. Apparently, they like starting to chart. They're trying to start Generation A. It's like. God. It's like, what is that like? Boomers. You're going to serve a sentence if you try to sleep with them. Right. Jeez. Yeah. Boomers. 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 Damn boomers. And boomers and them snowflakes ruining everything. Yeah. Damn snowflakes. I should have just started cussing on that call. I'm like, this is just so pissed at these goddamn snowflakes everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. We're not the ones that called David Drug Addict, though. She is. So. Yep, I'm proud of him. I'm proud I'm of him. I'm proud He's... of him. He's a good old vein juicer. <laughs> uh, she said it, not us. Hey, can't be mad at us. She's yeah. the one that said he yeah. did It's not drugs. a rumor if it's been confirmed. Right. It has been confirmed by her. We did not say Dave was a drug user. She did. Goddamn snowflakes. If we're a snowflake, why are they not melted? Right. I'm melting. Oh, Lord. Good times. Wonder if there's, let me see here. I don't know. You're right. Let's let's find out. Let's find out. So, anyways. So, anyways, uh, I don't know if we we kind of just went off. I don't know what else uh what else we had on the agenda. If we got any more anything else left on the agenda for this. We do. We do. Oh, there's 822 new cases uh as of yesterday. As of yesterday? In Ohio. Thursday? Yeah, zero deaths though. Mm, people just getting sick now, so they're not yeah. going to shut down again. Well, you know, well, even if they, even people kept dying, they're still not going to shut down because Dewine's scared to death now to lose. To lose, you know, he's he's his. Oh, he's going to lose. His anyways. political career is already like oh, one foot over. into the grave. It's over. It Three feet into the grave. Right. Um. So yeah, that it's over with for uh, Dewine there, but whatever. Um, what's 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 her face? How's the uh? The doctor, doctor, know, whatever she, happened she to her. She was like definitely, uh, well, uh, yeah, a milk man. Everyone, well, yeah. she's getting like death threats and stuff, so she's like, I can't do this no more. So yeah. she went to a different department, uh, but I'm not sure what department yeah. she went I to. Think every, I think a lot of men had crushes on her. We, we oh, saw yeah. her every day. And I think DeWine was baning her, maybe. And if DeWine wasn't his uh, sign language lady, that was just him and drag, <laughs> definitely was. What do you? What would you do if you could go back to? I'll tell you what I would do or wouldn't do if I could go back to March 2020. But I'd save uh, more of my pua. Yeah, for sure. Oh, did you see? Not okay. Did you see? Have you been on the on their website, the unemployment website? No, not lately. Uh, so now they have a. It's a waiver you sign that oh, says. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you sign it? Because I know you're scared to death of them trying to. Well, I wouldn't sign it until I haven't been issued a uh, OP oh, or anything. Okay, so I'm just I'm still it. waiting. So I think I have to. I have to call because I'm still have a pending issue. I do too. And I don't know if it's like my I'm back to work call thing or nothing. I'm just gonna let it ride let it out. Ride. I don't know if it's a, a back to work thing or if it was right. a like they, there's still issues with like the. the they said you had 21 days to answer it, and it's been like three months. No, it was so. three months. It was June. It was like June 15th was like when they issued everyone all that. I wasn't, but like I've heard, more people are getting more like identity verifications. How many times are you gonna identify? Hey. I want to. I, I can't wait for this lawsuit to pop up. Like it's gonna be interesting. Everyone gets there. Like we're just gonna give you back all your 
they're going to double your, your pua. Right. They're just going to one lump sum. Yeah, because I'm sure they'll do that because they just love the, they just love helping the people. Yeah, I saw this thing. It was like, wow, um, all these unemployed people get this extra three hundred. Give them, give the employed people three hundred dollars extra, and see how fast the unemployed gets get employed. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's. Um, I, I mean, I agree that that the uh, the employed at this point should have some kind of. No, I don't. You don't think so? I think the fact that they've been able to have steady income yeah. and not have to, you know, stay up till midnight well, on maybe, Sunday maybe, maybe hoping like, they can maybe file. Maybe more like essential workers should get something at some point. I feel well. That's on the companies, though. That's yeah. on the company. That's not. I mean. The, it, no one's looking out for the people that lost their jobs during the yeah. pandemic. So, yeah, they did deserve something. Because you know what? I would have much rather worked through the pandemic than had to deal with not knowing which week I was going to get paid and mm -hmm. which week I wouldn't because some random issue would pop up. Mm -hmm. And you have to fight with the system. And you have to try to call in and talk to someone, but you never could get anyone. Or you sat on hold for hours. Like, honestly, the people that got to keep their jobs and work through the pandemic, they had, you know, they, they knew when their paycheck mm -hmm. was coming. They didn't have to worry about, you know, it being two months without any money coming in because there's some fake issue on their account that mm -hmm. no one can figure out. Yep. So, I mean, all these people are like, oh, these unemployed people got it so easy. No. You stressed every week about if you were going to get paid or not. Mm -hmm. If you were going to get any money coming in. Are you going to be able to pay rent? So, and you know what? In, in the unemployment, it's been like a month now that they've stopped the uh, extra unemployment. Mm -hmm. And guess what? These businesses are still not being able to find employees so it wasn't the unemployment mm -hmm. you know we last night when we were coming back from the show at 10 o'clock mcdonald's was closed wendy's was mm -hmm. taco bell was closed when have you ever seen a taco bell close at 10 o'clock at night mm -hmm. so but today it is time to take a break uh so we're going to take a 15 minute break we're going to be back at five o'clock uh, we're going to play some music for you if you're listening on wmvu uh, dot com. If you're watching the Facebook, you're just going to see Dave's pretty picture and our logo. Uh, we're going to play some Biz Markey to start off our uh, break here. So we'll be back in 15 minutes or more of your long ride home.
24 hours, seven days a week. Akron, Canton, Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, and worldwide. You are listening to the worst show on radio. This is your long ride home on WMBU, part of the Radio Free Entertainment Network. Without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world. Gentlemen, the king. And welcome to your long ride home. I'm your host, Michael Lawn. Over there next to me is Corey Hennessy. And we also have in studio our one and only intern, Kara. KTI is here with us. Um, yeah, and then we got Dave up in the corner of shame. So good old Dave in the corner there. Have you watched the new American Horror Stories yet? Nope. Oh my god, I it's watched, so good. We watched I haven't the first. Watched anything, anything. We, we watched the first two episodes last week, and we started the new episode last night before we went to bed. We didn't finish it, but it's really good. Really, really good. What is? What is? I just it's saw just a different story every episode. Yeah, yeah, it's an anthology. Yeah, but there, what is the newest one? There was I saw that. Like, it's about a drive-in. Drive-in. Like, that's I'm, what it was. You watch this movie and it just makes people go crazy and kill other people. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh. I, I you know I love my anthologies, but I just yeah. have not sat down because my it's work good. schedule. I'm like I, I get yeah. home, and then I'm like because usually I'll get out. I'll get off kind of early in the day, but I'm so tired because I'm not really a morning person. Right. I'm so tired by the end of the night. I'm like, and I don't want to, I hate, once again, I hate watching movies alone and I'm just a lonely old man. Right. And, uh, I think yeah. my, my week's been hell on my sleep. Uh, Tuesday I work at till one thirty in the morning at the other radio station mm -hmm. and I got home and I just could not sleep. I ended up not getting to sleep till like four o'clock in the morning. And then I have to be up at like nine to uh go to my other job where i have to be up at like eight so i can get ready and everything shower and everything and then go to my other job um and then wednesday night i had the competition so we didn't get home till like midnight uh then last night i had the competition and get home to and then my friends let my friend use my car at night i let her use my car to go to work so i had to get up at seven o'clock in the morning so she could drop off my car and i'd give her a ride home and like, so I've been waking up at seven and going to bed late. It's like, I have not gotten no, so I'm crashing tonight. Like I am just gonna fall asleep and not wake up for hours, days, maybe. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much show you're going to get left out of me today. Cause I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, but the Cleveland guardians, yeah, the guardians of the major leagues. Cleveland has changed their name and people are losing their goddamn minds over it. Mm -hmm. They are angry. How dare you not let us uh, use? I mean, it's someone been a else's. year. We've we've known it was going to happen. Right. I just the Guardians seem so unoriginal, and I think that's what people are upset about. It's just well, the thing. Well, I mean, it, it it ties into the city, so that's why they chose it. You know, one of the biggest things in Cleveland is that bridge with the Guardians on it. And that's where they got the name from, the logo and yeah. all that. 
So, I mean, but no matter what name yeah. they would have came up with, people would have been pissed. So, well, then just to change it to the Cleveland Native Americans. Yeah. Or the Cleveland Americans. Whoa. Cleveland Capitals was one of the thoughts that they, they had. should have went with like, like the Cavaliers or something. The Cleveland Cavaliers. That would have been a or cool the name. Browns. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. That would have been it a just cool rolls name. rolls off the tongue. Yeah. That may have been not racist. Preseason. Too. So preseason, baby. Yeah. The Browns preseason, all three preseason games. Playing? I don't even know. Oh. But they're going to be nationally televised. Ooh. All three. Well, I think they said all their games this season will be nationally televised. I know that the preseason games will be. And I'm kind of excited about that. I always wanted to go down. I you always wanted to go down. Yeah, I always wanted to go down on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, go down to <laughs> just Cleveland not, just and get, not Odell. And yeah, uh, that'd be a shitty day. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, everyone's anticipating seeing how he's going to fit in with the new and improved offense Ooh. and that uh, Stefanski is implementing. So they have an interesting preseason. On August fourteenth, they play the Jacksonville All Elites. Oh, the Jaguars. No. Sorry. Same owner. I get his companies yeah, yeah, mixed up yeah. sometimes. Uh, then August 22nd, they play the New York Giants. And on August 29th, they play the Falcons. Hmm. So on August 14th, they play the Daniel Bryansons? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, or the CM Punks, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, That's pretty awesome. Pretty yeah. awesome. We got a nice little. Oh, we got their whole season here. And then the first season, the first game is uh, against the Chiefs. The Chiefs was the last team they played last postseason. Yeah, postseason. Postseason. Post uh, they got the Chiefs, then the Texans, and the Bears. The Bears. Uh, they got the Vikings, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Ooh. Lions, Ravens, Raven. Oh, Ravens. They got. Oh, they're playing back to back weeks. Uh, looks like they got a bye week. That must be their bye mm. week in between that. That's the week that they sleep with each other, both sides. They sleep with uh, the cheerleaders and the other players. Yeah. Um, they play the Ravens and the Ravens again. So they have a double, they have two weeks yeah. in a row, not two weeks. Well, in a we row. did that two last games week. in a row, not two weeks in a row. Oh, because they, they play, play them Ravens, on... then bye week, and then Ravens. yeah, because they oh. play November 28th, they play the Ravens. Uh, then they don't have anything that following week. And then December 12th, day after my birthday, uh, they play the Ravens again. Mm. Then they got the Raiders, the Packers, the Steelers, and the Bengals to wrap up the regular season. Yeah, that's exciting that they have an easy – I shouldn't say an easy because the Bengals aren't that bad of a team. I mean, they've gotten they've gotten better. But it's kind of interesting to see where we'll be by the time we get to that long stretch of the end of the season. What is, what is the last game? You said the Bengals. the Bengals. What's the date? Uh, January something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, January ninth. I'm, I'm so excited for. Um, you know, every year it's it's this is our year. This is yeah. the year, and I think well, this is the closest we've ever been to. This is our year. Um, all brown. Okay, it's all Browns preseason games will be yeah. nationally televised. Um, but they're, how many? They're how many? Predicting... Does it say? Does it say if it's Sunday night or if Monday night? How? I, I, I don't know. And... They just get the dates. Oh. Um. And there's no way to tell based on yeah the based on the dates if it's is. Monday or Thursday right. night. Or... Uh, we should get some primetime games. They're predicted to finish with a 13 and four record. Oh yeah, uh, that's the prediction. If it happens, who knows? Um, August 14th is a Saturday. The 22nd is a Sunday, and that's a 1 p.m. Those game. are the preseason games, though. Yeah, 
And the 29th is a Sunday night, 8 p.m. game. Mm. So that'll be on uh, Sunday night football. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a primetime game. No Monday night games, though, in the preseason. Do they do Monday night games in the preseason? Oh, they might. I don't know. No, I, I, I'm not either. sure. I, I really don't pay that much attention to preseason because we were we would uh, maybe this last year or the year before we won all three preseason games. But then we like didn't really do right. I think last year's preseason kind of sucked. But I mean, I'd rather you I'd rather you win them all. But I'd also rather you win games in the regular season. Right. I'm trying to see here. I'm not seeing a. Oh, they got a Thursday night game in October against the Broncos. That makes sense. That's a Thursday night game, but I, that looks like that maybe because we got only... a couple. I think we got a mon couple Monday night games last season. Yeah, Sunday. I know we, Sunday, and then the season Sunday. before that, we had uh, we had a Thursday night game because that was the night that that was that Steelers game, I believe, and that was when Miles Garrett swung the helmet. Yeah, that was a fun. So. Game. Or no, maybe it was San Francisco. We played San Francisco. Okay, so we have one Monday night game, which is going to be January third against the Steelers. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, that's time. the only mon That's the only Monday night game. Uh, they got one prime time Sunday night prime time game against the Ravens on November twenty eighth. Oh no, that's a. Oh wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong. Yeah, it's a Sunday night. So that's Sunday night football People game. People are finally putting some respect, and they've earned it. So they'll play the Broncos, the Ravens, and the Steelers all in prime time. Uh, the Steelers will be Monday night football. Steelers. Uh, the Broncos, I believe that was Thursday night. Yeah, I haven't followed along with what's going on with the Squealers, but I don't know if Benny has got another contract or what happened. If He's he got another rape case now. I don't know what's going on with Benny, but I don't either. Big Ben. Big Ben. That's what he calls it before he jams it in without permission. <laughs> you um, said it, not me. Yeah, I know. It's I sue me. Uh they got a pretty nice looking team here, the Browns do. Yeah, are you are you checking them out? Yeah. Not I mean, I, I don't know skill level, but I yeah. mean and overall they have a really nice looking team. Yeah. I mean you'd bang a bunch of them, huh? One right up your alley. Two, probably not Baker though. You probably no. Yeah, he's 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 three, wrong color. Four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, Kareem Hunt. You know, Kareem I'd Hunt. I'd sell my left kidney for. You know, him. he's 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 from Lorraine. He's about to. Did be you know that? Did you know that? He's about hmm? to be from my anus. No, I probably talked about this many times. He's from Lorraine. Minus. I think he was born in Lorraine, and he played for Toledo. Yeah played for the university of toledo Ooh. and then he beat some bitch up in the hotel oh. in cleveland he's kind of cute david Najoku. oh I, he, I didn't know if he was making the roster this year there was a bunch mm -hmm. of rumors that oh and he's a tight end yes <sighs> why does everything have to turn gay what are you talking about i just meant that's my favorite position mm. uh, so yeah oh thank you for adding into that conversation with your cough Glad you're so intuitive. Make, making a special appearance. Yeah. She's if only we were broadcasting on her phone. Yeah. She would pay attention to us. Yep. Uh yeah, he's born in Lorraine, Ohio in 1995. Yeah. Interesting. I think he was born at St. I don't know, somewhere right down the street from me. I wonder if yeah. I, I wonder if he's on Grinder. <laughs> oh. How you doing over there, KTI? What you got going on in your phone? 
watching it live. So what are you going to do when you have to run the board and you can't be on your phone? Well, she'll still be on her phone. We'll be trying to give her cues and she'll be in here. Like, 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 like. Ooh, a thick girl competition. Let I'll me, win. Let me enter myself winner. into it. And then message everyone to vote for my picture. Yeah. It's a rigged election if you coerce people into voting yeah. for you. Stop the steal, Kara. I demand a recount of well, those I mean, I can't voluptuous women. I can't help it that people love me because I'm a good person and they'll go like something for me. What? You're oh, no, I just what feel obligated to because yeah. I have to deal with you once. When a week. I clicked the picture, it was like your Tinder boat. You profile. didn't even <laughs> like it, Michael. I didn't. No. I thought I did. Maybe oh, probably because my Corey dad did. It's probably because my I probably tried to like it, but I didn't have data because Verizon sucks right so now. So you clicked it, but it didn't upgrade. It didn't yeah. actually update. Yeah, something that made because I, I did go and I did go and click it. I had to I see it was click it or ticket. Pissed me off. I could have just like it popped up in a web browser for me. And I'm like, why didn't it just auto connect to the app when I yeah, clicked mine did that yeah. too. I gotta I gotta hit Annoying up Facebook. Me. Like, what's up, Zuck? You suck. What's up, Suckenberg? Suckenberg. When I click a link, I wanted to load in the app. Right. I, I don't want to load into a browser. Too. Like, when did it start doing this? What time were you supposed to call this Scott guy? We can call him now. Are you sure he's ready? Um, I haven't got an email back, but I mean, we had a five o'clock appointment. Oh my god, send me his number on Messenger. We're so organized here. I'm glad we got an intern that gets us together. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did tell you to take it down like before the show. Yeah, I don't have pen and paper over here. I'm well, you busy. Put it in your phone. You could have messaged it to me uh then. Well, you could have that. Smart one. I told you my brain wasn't working today. Oh, wow. She's out giving brain. She's out giving brain. Let me see if I click on this now. Like she Let's went see. to college. Last contest of the week. Thick girl Thursday. Holla. Yeah, like it's opening in a web browser, and I hate that because I'm not signed in on my web browser. Yeah, make sure you guys go check out Strictly Street Fest. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Are they paying us? Do they send us a guest? I'll be Are there, they, though. I don't care. Are they giving us free tickets to the show for promoting them? Yeah, because you're thick. There's some thick girls going to be there? Thick, thick. We don't There's promote There's some whores in this house? Yep. <laughs> Jesus. No offense. Do they like uh, chubby white guys with the last name Hennessy? Probably. I'm sure Probably. they love Hennessy. Take so a little sip. Call this, Take uh, a little Yeah. All right, and welcome back to your lawn ride home. I'm your host, Michael Lawn. Uh, of course, I'm joined, as always, by Corey Hennessy and Kara, the intern over there, who almost just got fired because I thought she was wrong about scheduling this interview. <laughs> so you're lucky, Kara. Uh, and we got on the phone with us. He's been in movies like A Christmas Story, uh, Toys. Uh, he's been in a the lot. Toy. The Toy. See, you even gave me the wrong. I told you. And I should have known that because I do stand up comedy and I love Richard Pryor. I don't know why I messed that up. Um, But we have Scott Swartz on the phone with us Um, in a Christmas story. He's the one that got his tongue stuck to the pole, uh, which I'm I'm sure people still bring that up to you to this day. Oh, all the time. (laughs) Have you ever, do they ever uh, triple dog dare you to do anything? All the time. You know, it's crazy. Our uh, radio station that we're on is actually here in Akron, Ohio, 
which is right next to Cleveland, where the house from A Christmas Story is. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's a big deal around here. A lot of people go there, especially during the holiday uh, holiday time, to check out the house and everything else. Oh yeah, they yeah. You guys are over there in Akron. My friend, my friend Jennifer lives there in Akron. So oh, I've been nice. down there. It's beautiful, beautiful city. Oh yeah, we. I love it. It's great. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else, but maybe you know, Hawaii or something. Um, that'll get that'll get boring really fast. But yeah, I don't like the heat either. So I complain about Ohio, but if I move somewhere where it's always hot, I'd be miserable. Yeah, there's only so many times you can go over to the Dole Pineapple Joint. You know, there's only so many times. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, they even have it now where you can stay at the Christmas Story House. You can actually spend the night there. Uh, so that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. I haven't done that yet, but I maybe I should sometime. Um, but I mean, you worked with a lot of big names, uh, Liza Minnelli, uh, Corey Haim, Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason. I mean, you were kind of, you were around the who's who of Hollywood, uh, at, at that time. Oh, no, no question. I, I was very fortunate to work with, you know, a tremendous amount of good people, you know, from Liza Minnelli and Richard Donner, God rest his soul. He just passed and Ned Beatty who just passed, uh, you know, and then and then the people who weren't big stars like Charlie Hallahan, who played my dad in a movie called Kid Co. Now, people don't know him. He's not a household name, but yet he's in probably one of the most iconic scenes in a horror movie ever in the thing with Kurt Russell. He's the guy whose head comes off the table, grows the legs and runs out the door. Oh, wow. You know, uh, just a lot, a lot of really great people. I was very, very fortunate. Yeah, I mean, I see this now. Richard, Pry how was it with Richard Pryor? Because I know he'd have a reputation at some times. Uh, but how was it working? He, he was the best. I mean, we we really did the first big movie that he was shooting after, you know, he, he put himself on fire. Right. And uh, he wanted to be a, a better person. He wanted to be a more kinder, gentler soul. And, and uh, I was a great beneficiary of that due to our love of, of old Western movies. And we found common ground, you know, I mean, he grew up in a, in a whorehouse in, in Peoria, Illinois. And I grew up, you know, low, you know, middle-class family in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, you just wouldn't think that you'd have much in common. And we found the common ground and had a, had a brotherly love and a, and a, and a wonderful friendship. Oh, that's awesome. Now, how funny was he on set? Cause I, you know, a lot like I do stand up comedy, but when I'm not on stage, I'm just at home or whatever. I'm just like, I just don't want to be funny. Like I have to be funny on the radio and when I'm doing stand up. Uh, so how was he always act, you know, doing funny stuff on no, set or not always, not always. He was kind of like that wind up doll that comes pops out of the box. You know, he was, he was very studious. He was reading, underlining things, highlighting things. He, he was a student of the world. He wanted to be, you know, more informed of, of everything that life could bring. And uh, unless you got him going, he was a quiet guy. And then once you got him going, then it was Richard. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah, a lot of comedians are like that, you know, outside of, you know, being on stage or on camera or whatever. They're really just subdued. Well, you, well, you must have downtime. Right. Your, your, your brain needs it, your body needs it. So you can't be, you know, on level 10, 24 hours a day. You have to have that downtime 
to allow your, your mind to rest, your body to rest. Everything's got to heal and just, you know, you, you have to feed the machine and the machine will keep going, but you have to be kind to the machine. It's like a car, mm-hmm. you know, you got to, you can't drive it 24 hours a day. You got to give it rest. Right. Now, uh, another, you know, major star in that, that movie was Jackie Gleason. Uh, you know, a lot of people know him from the honeymooners, um, and all that. How is it working with, you know, just a hall at that point, he was a bona fide legend in Hollywood. How is that working oh, with he, him? Listen, he was an icon. There's no question. He was a legend, an icon, all those things. Uh, he demanded respect, but he deserved respect. He had mm-hmm. been around a long time. And, uh, you know, he was not an overly friendly person to most people. That was just his thing. You know, he just wanted to be left alone at that age. You know, he wasn't Richard in his prime, you know. Right. Uh, but again, you know, due to circumstances that I was a total Smokey and the Bandit fanatic, you know, already as a kid, uh, he just really got a kick out of me doing him and joking with him and making him laugh. And, you know, we we got along very, very well, you know. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was very lucky, you know. But I was also, even though I was 13, 14 years old while we were shooting, I wasn't a kid mentally. I was right. far beyond my years. So the maturity level, instead of just going up and goofing with Mr. Gleason, I'd go and I would sit with him and we would talk about, you know, vaudeville. We talk about George M. Cohen. We would talk about, you know, shooting in Brooklyn and Miami and, and driving to New York for the, the Jackie Gleason show and all of those things. And he appreciated that I appreciated him. Right. That's awesome. Now, um, did you stay in touch with them after the movie filmed? Or, you know? Absolutely. Awesome. Oh yeah. No, my, my, I got a lot of my, my, my call my atypical personality from my uncle. He was one of those guys that he would talk to everybody from his past. He would talk to guys that he was in grade school, middle school, high school with, and he was in his sixties, you know? Um, so I kept in contact with Richard. I kept in, t- in contact with Jackie. I saw Mr. Gleason about a year before he passed. I saw Richard up until, you know, a couple of months before he passed. Um, you know, I, I just, that's just something I picked up just to pick up the phone, you know, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? You know, <clears throat> Richard Donner, I, I saw him, you know, if not for COVID, I would have seen him over the last year plus, you know, but with COVID it was very tough. So we would just kind of shoot messages and whatever, but I'd seen him before then. And, you know, he called me junior and I called him boss. <laughs> And how hard is that? I mean, you know, the, when a celebrity dies, the whole world mourns. Uh, you know, you got their fans and that, but you actually knew these guys. How hard is that? You know, when someone dies, like someone that I know dies, that you know, they're probably not famous. So you don't have to worry about turning on the TV, you know, and seeing their picture or seeing a memorial to them. How much harder does that make it when, you know, someone you're close to in Hollywood passes away? Uh you know, it's that last little part of the sentence you stuck in that's really not necessary. It has nothing to do with Hollywood. Once you work with somebody, you could work with them at 7-Eleven or AT&T or DirecTV, whatever it is. And when you work with somebody, you're friends with them for decades. You know, it's different. It's like losing a family member. I mean, Richard Donner to me, you know, he was the guy that gave me my break. He gave me my shot. He changed my life. So it's not like I could just be like, yeah, you know, okay, he's gone. At the same time, he was 91, 92 years old. And you can't, you can't do anything more than say, listen, 
The guy lived to be an icon of, a, of generations. How can I be sad? Yes, I can be sad because he's gone. And for my own selfish reasons, I'm going to miss him. There's no question. I'll miss his smile, his laugh, his hug. There's no question. But it's their people. We are humans. This is life, you know. Losing Richard Pryor was extremely difficult for me because he was my mentor. He was my muse. He was my go-to. He was my question guy, you know, and, and God bless him. I never called him and he would pick up the phone and say, kid, I just don't have time for you. That just never happened. You know, his, his patience, his understanding, his wanting to fill me with information, you know, I, 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 God, I wish he was still here every day because I want to talk to him, you know, uh, it's just different, you know, but it's somebody you work with. It's, it, it is harder because I see them on TV and the memorials and the videos and the things that go on, you know, I mean, Corey Hame and I worked in 80, you know, 85, 86, and we were friends for almost 25 years and to lose him before the age of 38, it was just, it, it's a loss. It's a loss for the fans, but it's a loss for people who love him, who know he should be around another 30 or 40 years. You know, to this day, he passed away March 10th, 2010. And here we are 11 and a half years later. And I have never, I have yet to watch one minute of anything he's been in because it hurts too much. He should still be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. I definitely agree with you. And, you know, I, and when I mentioned the Hollywood part, it wasn't, you know, to, to classify them as a different person. No, no. It's just, you know. No, no. I, I, I understood. I understood. Trust me. You know, right. I'm I, dealing with this for a long time, man. And, you know, you just you have to put it all in perspective and understand life is life. You right. know, doesn't matter how rich you are, how famous you are. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, just the two. The time we're here, we have to make the best of it. Right. You know, every day you've got to smile and joke and, and whatever it is, good, bad, or in, in another, you just make it work. Yeah. And now you, you know, you were a child star, um, but you were able to stay out of the news. You know, you didn't, you didn't develop uh, the habit that people like to associate with child stars uh, fairly or unfairly. People, you know, associate kind of addiction and all that with child stars. Um, but you, you haven't really fallen into that or, you know, or had, you know, well, it was just never my thing. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I grew, up, I grew up in New Jersey. I didn't grow up in Hollywood in LA. I grew up, you know, central New Jersey, Okay. um, drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. It was never my thing. And again, I had the greatest teacher on planet earth in that department. I had Richard Pryor and he said to me, ask me about anything. You're going to get a little bit older. You're going to hit puberty. There's going to be women. There's going to be drugs. There's going to be booze. There's going to be whatever. You, you got a question? Just pick up the phone. I'll tell you what everything does. You know? So I had that. And it was just, it was never my bag. You know, I, I never got in with a crowd where peer pressure, oh, you got to do this line of Coke or you got to do this. I mean, I smoked pot in high school. Girl I was dating for, you know, four or five months. She smoked pot. Okay, fine. So I smoked pot in high school. Okay. And then once we split up, I didn't smoke pot anymore. Yeah. You know, this was never my thing. Now uh, I, I, I understood by the time I was 15, I understood what the brass ring meant, meant. And I understood I didn't want to piss it away. Richard, Richard gave it to me the greatest way. He said, there's, there's a brick wall. If you'd like to go down that road, you're going to hit the brick wall. 
Then there's Route 66. And that's the, that's the, the clean and sober and you just keep going road. And when you ride 3,000 miles, you can turn around. You can do it again. You can do it your whole life. Why would you want to go down the brick road that you just know you, your face is going to slam into a wall? Right. Uh, now, I do. Uh, I see, you know, read that you are actually the president of a minor consideration, uh, which is an avo- mm-hmm. advocacy group for ch- child actors. Um, how, how, you know, how did you kind of come into that and what kind of work do they do? Yeah. It's actually for, for any children in entertainment, be it singer, da- dancer, actor, musician, whatever. Um, I came into that through Paul Peterson from the Donna Reed show who started it back in 1989. Uh, one of his friends from one of the shows committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And there was nowhere for children in the entertainment industry of any kind to go and seek help if they had problems, whatever it is, drugs, alcohol, DUIs, divorces, whatever. Uh, and he put together the organization and it's, it's still there. And he, he, we had like an audition process and I had no idea. There were like 25 of us at a, at a, at a greeting, uh, Erin Murphy, who was Tabitha on Bewitched. We went to her house and there was like 20 or 25 of us. And then the next meeting there was 10 and then there was four. And the next thing I know, Paul calls me up. He's like, I'd like to have lunch. Okay. We went, we had lunch and he's like, listen, you know, you don't hold back. You don't sugarcoat anything. You're not a Hollywood made up mentally guy. You just lay it out there the way that it is. He says, that's the guy I want for the president of the organization. And you know, it helps kids. They have doctors on staff, be it psychologists or medical doctors. They have attorneys that help, uh, you know, children in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, it's, it's a good thing. You know, if anybody wants to go check it out, it's a minor consideration.org. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, what they want to accomplish is a good thing. Uh, they just don't get much in the way of support from the Hollywood elites, the Hollywood studios, anybody, because it helps educate parents as well to what to do and what not to do with your kids. Right. You know, uh, you know, they, they want to be able to get away with things under the constraints of you work for me. Well, okay, I work for you, but why am I doing promo four hours a day? And, you know, I'm 13 years old. You know, why am I doing this after I'm working? You know, there's a lot of things, you know, even even the the union has not overly accepted it as a place for help for for the youngsters. Mm. And I wish they would. But, you know, it is what it is, what it is. Now, I know uh, Corey Feldman has spoken out a lot um, about. Oh, uh, oh. Oh, that that's, that sounds like that may be a a, a groan there. Um, Boy, did you open up the can of worms? Oh man! Did, now I know some people feel like he's really, you know, using Corey Haynes. He used Corey Haynes' death as a you know a way to get attention um, and and money and 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 money. But keep going; you're on the right track. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, he said a lot of, you know, about growing up as a child actor and what the Hollywood execs would do to them or make them do or anything like that. I mean, is that common or yeah. is that just kind of him trying to to get attention or get publicity? 90% of what comes out of his mouth is BS. Oh. 90%. All the stuff with him and Haim, they were not friends after 89. They weren't friends. There was no coming over to break bread, have a lunch, a dinner, get none of that stuff. You saw them out and about. That was for promotional purposes. They're going to a red carpet, whatever. That's business. 
you know, they worked after 89. That's, you know, for many, many, it was business. You know, they were not friends. You know, this is a lot of, you know, Mr. Feldman just wanting to continue to stay in the limelight, wanting to, oh, this, oh, that, oh, this, oh, that. I mean, and it's just, you know, I mean, he's, he has said things about Hain that is just not true. Other celebrities who did this, it's not true. He has said stuff about me that, you know, we, we've been on, we were on talk shows together. We were on radio shows together. And I said what I said. And again, like I said before, I don't sugarcoat it. I, I understand what the truth is. I'm not the one on drugs for decades. You know, I know what happened. And uh, after the Me Too movement showed up, all of a sudden he changed the stories mm-hmm. to, fit, to fit his narrative. And I'm like, no, that's not what happened, dude. You know, and he's continued on with, with all the stuff about him. And first it was the book and then, it, you know, and, and, and it, you know, it, I can go all the way back and it's, and it's sad. It really is sad. And it's disgusting at the same time. Corey Haim, God rest his soul, died on early on a Thursday morning, very early, like 2 a.m. He was gone. If you can believe that the following morning, Friday morning at 1030 in the morning, he walked into Corey Haim's apartment with his mom and his dad there and the producer from the Corey and Corey reality show and wanted to convince them to let him shoot the funeral and they'd pay him like 250,000 so they could put it into the Corey and Corey second season and re-edit it. Oh, geez. Now this is a guy who's your best friend. And I don't know if you've ever lost a best friend. I've lost really, really close best friends. The last thing on my mind is how can I make money from this situation? Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And then it was the book, and he asked Judy Haynes if she would like to just get away from me. He made her sick to her stomach, you know. They went to the, the burial site after a year and a half later, after he passed. And he begged Corey Haynes' mom, Judy, to take a picture with him. And it was only going to be for him, and it was just for sentimental. And, and then 36 hours later, it's all over the internet on his Instagram and his Twitter and everything. She's like, what are you doing? You know, he's done this forever. And then it's the documentary or the, 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 the time life movie or whatever, a Hallmark movie, whatever it was. And it was more of the same crap. And then it was this documentary he did two years ago. And it was more of the same crap. You know, if he can make a buck off Corey Haynes' name, he's going to keep making it. Right. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds pretty disgusting and wrong to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine if, if my co-host wanted to live stream my funeral uh, for some ratings. That, that would be kind of uh, that'd be kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. Imagine. I mean, you know, this is this is what's gone on. And, you know, I, I was a little bit older than they were. I came I moved to California after high school. And uh, so I was a little bit older. I was the only one that could drive. So, I mean, you know, it was give us a ride here, give us a ride there. We were all friendly. Okay, fine. This is back in the late 80s. Okay, fine. Um, But then you come to a point where, you know, when somebody is a user and if they can't use you for anything, they throw you to the side. You know, there was even a phone call and and I don't need to tell you who all was involved with the phone call. There was three people. And and Mr. Feldman did not know I happened to be on the phone. And the other guy said, oh, yeah, I just talked to uh, the Scotty Schwartz. And Feldman actually said to him, why would you talk to him? 
He's nothing. He hasn't worked in years. Who cares about him? Hmm. You know, really? Wow. Same guy. Three months earlier. Hey, dude, I need a ride here. Hey, can you take me there? Hey, can we go hang out? Okay. Hmm. Now, uh, you know, Corey Feldman has made claims about you as well. Um, you know, claim that you introduced him to one of the females that molested him, all types of, of crazy well, stuff. That's well, let me, ask, let me ask you a question. You and I have never met, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So you're 17 years old, like he was. And, th- and this is what happened because, and, and afterwards you're going to go back and you're going to look. So he called me up and it was six thirty, seven o'clock at night, something like that after rush hour, whatever it was. And he says, can you pick me up at eight o'clock and teach the comedy store? Sam Kinison is going to introduce me to Ginger Lynn. Ginger Lynn at the time was in her prime. She was a vivid girl. She was an adult film star. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew who she was. I was 19 years old. And I'm like, dude, come on, stop already. I'm not going to drive you there. Oh, no, come on, man. I need a ride. There was no Uber back then. Okay. Call Scotty. Okay. She called me. I said, dude, listen, well, I think you're absolutely full of baloney. I'll tell you what, I like to go see Sam, no problem. We'll go to the comedy store. I got to see this for myself. So I drive him to the comedy store. And sure enough, they're in the back. There's Sam, there's Christy Canyon, and there's Ginger Lynn. Okay, fine. Hey, nice to meet you. Okay. And I stayed about 15 or 20 minutes. I said, dude, you okay? He said, I'm good. I said, okay, goodbye. And I left. So I leave him at a public place. Now they have cabs on Sunset. He can get home. Okay, fine. I left. Three years later, four years later, whatever it was, we were on Howard Stern together. I told the story. He didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to talk about his record, and and Howard was laughing at him. It was hysterical. Then it was about 10 years later that he did an interview, and he told the story, but he didn't say my name. He just said a former child star took me, you know, to see Ginger, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine, time to start, whatever. Now you go all the way up to the Me Too movement, and all of a sudden, he changed the story. Now it's... Scotty Schwartz drove me to Ginger Lynn's house so she could molest me. Hmm. Okay, well, let's think about this for a minute. I had never met the woman, so that would be impossible for me to drive her to her house. I know where she lives. Okay. 17-year-old boy, past puberty, can, can you know, do the things that adults do with, you know, a, a low 20s icon of adult cinema. Is that really molestation when you're going more than voluntarily and you're excited as hell and you can't wait for this? Really? Did it happen once? Of course not. They were on and off for months there, whatever it was. So there's no such thing as a molestation. That's BS. That's what I'm saying. 90% of the crap he says is nonsense. Hmm. And he put me in the middle of it because I was the guy. I was the driver. I helped everybody. Right. You know, I had other child stars call me up. Hey, these girls are in my house. You got to get them out of my house, dude. I can't drive. You got to get them out. All right, fine. So I go over. Hey, how you doing? Okay, where do you girls need to go? All right, I'll drive you out of here. Give me, you know, whatever. I was in the middle of everybody from, you know, the Feldman, Hain, Scott Grimes, Alyssa Milano, Kirk Cameron, Brian Bloom. Uh, uh, oh God, Heather Graham. My, we were all, all of us were friends. Alfonso Ribeiro, Schroeder, everybody. I was the only one that could drive. <laughs> so there's your, there's your, he, he tags me as the one who uh, got him molested by a woman, no less. This was not a guy. This was a woman. 
Would, would you feel like you got molested? Uh, you know, I mean, it's different for everyone. I, I wouldn't know. I don't think I would, but I, almost, almost any heterosexual man over 17 years old has a tw an early 20s gorgeous woman. I don't care what she does for a living. That's irrelevant. Right. A gorgeous woman goes, um, I'm going to take you home. Hey, we're packing a bag. We're staying for days. That didn't happen. I'm just saying, you know, this this right. nonsense. I mean, you know, I and mean, if he was 17 at the time, and that's age of consent in a lot of places now is 16. So, I mean, if he's 17 at the time, he, you know what you're getting into. It sounded like of he, course, he it's like August, September, you know, of, of that year, whatever it was. He just had his birthday like two months before, somewhere in there. Now, so, now he knew what he was getting himself into, and he was running voluntarily. Now, I, I, you know, I read up on this uh, quite a bit before the interview, and I know the age that he says he was at the time has changed a couple times. Uh, originally, he said he was 15. Uh, another time, nope. he said he was 16. I think one time he even said he was 14. So, you know, the, the age that he claims to be when this happened jumps around a bunch. Everything jumps around a bunch when you've been on drugs for decades and decades. That Things don't you can't remember everything the way that they happened or when they happened. That is true. You know? um, now, you know, kind of change subject. We are subjects here. Uh, when the pandemic started, you uh, joined a group of people, uh, the quarantine bunch. Uh, it was a bunch of former child stars getting together uh, and doing, you know, viral videos, videos online and all that. How was that, you know, connecting with, you know, like Keith Coogan from Adventures in Babysitting. And wasn't he, wasn't he in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the guy who put it together, his name is Ryan James. He's done a bunch of different shows. I did a pilot for him, whatever. And he said to me, hey, I'm coming up with this concept. We're all stuck at home. Why don't we do this thing, the quarantine bunch? It's kind of like, you know, the Brady Bunch, but it's not. Oh, that's why I wasn't hearing nothing else from him. Hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, it looks like we lost that connection. Hmm. Getting good. Oh. Are you still there? Yeah, you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you are. Our connection dropped for some reason. We've been having issues yeah, in the studio all day. Um, all right, we're back. I mean, the show was great. It was fun. It was just something to do with friends. At least get to see them. We weren't next to each other. You can't give them a hug and break bread, but you can at least see them and schmooze and whatever. And then, you know, put together something that's entertaining for people as well. So it, it like was not a pain. Gig, okay. <laughs> oh, so it was just doing it for fun. But we were doing it for fun. That's all. And that, you know, that's, that's when you see genuine reactions out of people too. When, you know, they're, they're, they're just to have fun. Uh, so that's always makes things a little better. Uh, maybe not for you, but, you know, for everyone watching, it makes it a little better when you get those genuine feelings of people just wanting to have fun coming together. Exactly. And all that. Um, so, yeah, yeah you're keeping we, your... we, had, we had fun doing it. You get to see your friends. Listen, Keith has, has been a friend for decades. 
you know, he's a great guy, you know, love, great family, love his wife. They're, they're terrific. You know, uh, uh, Tori Spelling's, uh, husband was on the show with us and he's great and they're great. And, you know, when you get to do something with friends, even though you're not standing next to them, it's still doing something, you know, Todd Bridges and I have been basically like brothers from another mother for three and three decades. Mm-hmm. Now, were you also close yeah. with the other member, like Gary Coleman uh, and people like that? You know, those kind of people. In oh, your yeah. Era, all those child stars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gary and Todd were a little bit older. They were, you know, but they weren't really in the the, the late 80s L.A. group because they were already older. Mm-hmm. You know, they were in their middle 20s and they had gone on to doing other things. And we had gatherings. It was just kids from showbiz. David Faustino and Christina Applegate from Now Your Children, you know, the kids from any show that was on, we'd all have gatherings once a month and hang out and all that. And we had fun, you know, and even that stuff has now been tainted by, by Mr. Feldman. You know, some of the things that have been said that are just so far from reality. And I scratch my head and I, who's believing this bullshit? Yeah. I mean, Excuse me, French. <laughs> Now, I because I know he, you know, he, he's made claims about Charlie Sheen and, and you know, and everything like that. Um, do you feel like hey, he- listen again? There's there's one I have up until the time all of that stuff was said, I had probably run into Charlie four times in damn near 30 years. And it was a hi, how you doing? How's your dad? How's your brother? What's going on? Terrific. Okay, thanks. Bye. That was it. Did not have the man's phone number, did not break bread, we didn't go to lunch. So I wouldn't consider us good friends, okay? Somebody that I knew. But Corey Haim told me what happened to him. Who did it, when it happened, where it happened. He told the same thing to his mother. You know, I was the closest thing to an older brother he ever had. We were attached to the hip for decades. When, we, when he moved to California, we actually moved into the same apartment building. He lived right above me so we could get a deal on the rent. Hmm. Okay. Now, if you're, if you're the best friend, aren't you supposed to move with the best friend? Well, I guess that best friend is not really a friend, but I was. Right. So, I mean, I was friends with his mom and his dad and his sister. Okay. Um, and so when these things came out, National Enquirer and this and that, and I knew who said it and who did it. It was some of it was there, whatever. You know, I called Judy. I called Corey Haynes' mom and I said, listen, we both know this is a baloney. I said, neither one of us are... are you know, best friends with Charlie, but something's got to be said because this is nonsense. So I put out a statement and all of that. And the next thing, a friend of a friend who knew him, whatever, got got to him and said, hey, did you see and blah, blah. And the next thing I know, I get a phone call and it wasn't a blocked number. And I didn't know his number. And I said, hello. And then he said, hey, Scotty, it's Charlie. I said, Charlie, who? I'm not kidding. And he goes, Charlie Sheen. I said, dude, what's going on? How you doing? He says, I, we got to talk. Why did you do this? He asked me all the questions. I said, dude, it just wasn't the truth. It was baloney. This is nonsense. I said, you're getting tagged with this because he wants to, you know, mess with you. And it keeps Hayne's name up there, which means it keeps his name up there because now he can comment on it. Right. You know, Hmm. and since then, Sheen, Sheen and I have become closer because we both understand, you know, when people say stuff that just isn't the truth. The only people that, that will have your back are your friends, are your true friends. You know, so we've become much more friendly because of the situation. Does it make me happy? No, because I didn't want it to be said to begin with because it was nonsense. It was made up baloney. 
Now, do you feel like he used Charlie Sheen's name just based on it? it Charlie Sheen's an easy target, you know, because he's made some bad choices in life. So you feel like Corey felt like, ah, you know what? This guy's already hated by a lot of people. Let me just throw him under the bus to get attention. Well, that was that was a part of it. The other part of it was old school out to get somebody. Uh, Ginger stopped dating Corey and started dating Charlie. All those years ago. Oh, wow. Back in, exactly. So he had been just, you know, at some point, you just figure out a way to, to take a stab at somebody, to get back at somebody at their expense, and you get to laugh at them. And that's what he did. Interesting. Wow. That is crazy. There's always, there's always a reason. There's always a backstory. Wow. So, hey, that, you know, I've learned so much today uh, from this interview that I never knew. Mm, like this has blown my mind. I, great interview. I love this. Um, hey, you ask questions. I answer questions. That's why I was mm. the president of a minor consideration because I don't sugarcoat. I don't make up stuff. It is what it is. And you pay up the way that it is. And that's real life, hey. you know, and, and, and I'm, I've kind of taken Haynes place with, with his mom. I mean, I'll never take the place because it's his son and, you know, her son and he's lost, whatever. But she has somebody to talk to him. And I talk to Judy, you know, once every couple of weeks and we'll sit, and, you know, we'll Skype or we'll talk on the phone or whatever. You know, but she hasn't had a moment's peace in 11 and a half years. Her son is gone and the, the schmuck, as I call him, just doesn't shut up. He just keeps going with this nonsense because that's how he makes money. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean. I guess as long as people give him a platform, he'll continue trying to stir up some controversy. Absolutely. You don't see me on TMZ. You don't see me on those things yapping about things that are either baloney or shouldn't be made public. Or I don't do that. Right. When there's a time with something that is relevant, then you do it. Not all the time because you have to be noticed because you have to be in, you know, the, the, he, he's just turned something that was so wonderful in the partnership of, of the two of them into a horror show. You know, the guy that molested Corey Haim was friends with Corey Feldman. Oh. Feldman introduced him to the guy. After it happened and Haim told him what happened, Feldman was still friends with the guy. Put him in a movie and I think it was 1996, busted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a big thing in the media that Corey Haim showed up to the set loaded and there was a fight and he left and it all looked like it was Corey Haim's fault. Well, no, that's not accurate. You see, the facts are that Feldman hired this guy to be on the set. Haim walked on the set and he said, what is he doing here? And he said, oh, he's my buddy. He's going to whatever. And Haim put him up against the wall. Hmm. He said, what are you doing? You know what happened. I told you what happened with this guy. Why would you ever have him anywhere near me? Oh, he's still my buddy. And he said, well, F you. And he walked out the door. Hmm. That's what happened. The rest is made up nonsense. Wow. And the guy is dead now. Couldn't, couldn't have died any sooner. You know, he was a total, he was a pedophile. He was a piece of garbage. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he did it to Corey, I'm sure he did it to many others too. Probably, Um, you know. But we do have to wrap things up here. We are uh, coming close to the end of our show. 
but I appreciate you coming. This has been an amazing interview. I learned a lot. Um, and I appreciate you coming on. We're definitely gonna have to have you on again in the future. Um, we really appreciate Let me know. you coming on. You know how to get a hold of me. Oh, yeah, we're definitely we got our producer. Uh, so yeah, she'll reach out to you. We'll have to get you back on. I appreciate it. I'd like to hear more, you know, get you back on and hear more about a minor consideration. And I'd love to get more into that as well. Uh, but we appreciate you coming on. That is Scott Swartz. And if people want to check out a minor consideration, uh, where do they go to online? A minor consideration.org. Okay. Dot org. Dot org. So check that out. Yes. Uh, look at the work they're doing. We appreciate you coming on, Scott. I can't wait to talk to you again. Um, and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And everybody out there, stay, uh, stay healthy, do the right things, whatever your, your, your things are in your state or your city, just, you know, try and stay healthy and, uh, you know, be well and, and live life to its fullest, whatever you do. All right. Thank you. You got it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That, well, okay. First of all, first of all, before we wrap this show up, Kara, you get on the goddamn internet and you find how to get a hold of Corey Feldman and you let him know what happened today and you get him scheduled for an interview on our show so we can get his side of the story because that's going to get him on our show. Let him know we had Scott Swartz on. Scott Swartz buried him. You can send him the audio. I guarantee we can get Corey Feldman on yeah. our show now. I'll do it. So you get to work yeah, on that. I would love you to hear get, the other side of this. Yes. This was the juiciest. This I was, was, not, was expecting, not expecting this. No, I'm never going to watch Final Chapter the same <laughs> ever again. What what movie did he say the child molester was in? Um, I don't know. We'll have to go back and Oh, yeah, have to go back and look. Busted. I think. Busted. Yes. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah. That, that was juicy. That was. Uh, that I was, was not all. expecting all that. No. When I brought up, because he he mentioned uh, Corey Hayne or, yeah, Corey Hayne. It was like Lost Boys and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, let me bring up, you know, what Corey. I wanted to just hear about, you know, uh, what happened to Corey Hames? And I was trying to, you know, be skirt yeah, around so it. And not, thing, when you have, when you but have as soon on, as I said Corey Feldman, it was like, Boom, oh, go he, time. Yeah, he, he, yeah, oh, he, wow. that you, you struck a chord. Yes. You struck a chord with that. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Like I said, so I had many no, Corys. Yeah, <laughs> I was so confused. He kept talking about Corey, and I'm like, you never, you've never met me, bro. Like, right, bro, calm down. Wow, that was, that was very oh, interesting. My, yeah, that um, was, this that is, was crazy. This is, um, we, we, we're going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to publicize this. Oh yeah, um, we gotta. We're gonna get some. So can I not be KTI anymore? No, you're still KTI. Yeah, you'll be KTI you. till the I day you, you die. Lil Wayne is an old man now. He's still right. Lil Wayne. Okay, so. Busted was a movie that came out in 1997. Uh, Corey Feldman was in it. Corey Haim was in it. Wonder which is the one. Corey Hennessy. So let's see. I sure as hell. I have been busted, but I sure as hell wasn't in that uh, that movie. Um, yeah, that was, that was intense a little bit. I, yeah. I that was, that was like a, a wall, like a, a dam just busted yeah, open. That was crazy. You know what? I'm glad that we had a tell all and I'm glad that they were willing. He was willing to, uh, yeah, he went tell his side of the story. He went, he went in deep in it. Uh, maybe we could have a, a fight. Maybe we could have a fight to the death out here in the other studio. Hmm. That's in a row. Yeah, we definitely got to get Feldman on to get his uh, 
point of view on this. Uh, but it is time to wrap things up. I thought I was only going to give you a little bit more show when we came I know. at 5 o'clock. Yeah, he, he, but that was a deep dive that we had to take. Uh, but we appreciate everyone for listening. I will be back next Friday with more of your long ride home. Remember, if you see that picture of Jesus on Facebook, share it or you will go to hell. Say goodbye, Corey. Bye-bye. Better where you meet a stranger, be careful if they are too friendly. One never knows when the homosexual is about. Schizophrenic, baby. I love both of you. Schizophrenic, baby. Say you love me, too. You, too. Now, when our romance has just begun, I know when everything's said and done. I'm getting two for the price of one. What fun! Schizophrenic, baby, all my whole life through. You will hear me saying, I love both of you. I do. Baby, how happy we're gonna be living together contentedly. You and your split personality and me. Schizophrenic, baby, I've got news for you. Schizophrenic, baby, I'm a schizo too. Me too. My alter ego and you and me. And your alter ego we all will be. Engaged in a new group activity, you'll see. Baby, let's make it unanimous, just us. This is WMVU. Number one for music variety. Akron, Canton, Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, and worldwide. You're listening to WMVU.